Welcome to the Heart of Money podcast, where we discuss the impact that money has on every area of your life, and where you can learn to make smarter money decisions. Join our conversation as we discuss our past experiences, talk about how to make better money management choices, and in the end, make a commitment to being weird. Hey folks, welcome back to the Heart of Money episode 27. I'm your host, Austin Black, and we're going to be doing something brand new today. I'm really excited about this. We are bringing on our very first guest to the Heart of Money show. So Bob's not going to be here. My wife is not going to be here. A brand new voice is going to come on the show today, Miss Kayla Moline. I am so excited to have her join me today. Kayla is a small business consultant who helps coaches with mindset, marketing, sales, and systems ensuring that the dreams and their bank account actually match. And I know most of you on here are not coaches. You're not probably small business owners. But the important thing is Kayla is also a wife and a mother. And today we're going to be talking about how the hierarchy of our lives um, affects our financial management and how Kayla has gone from barely having anything financially to now having a successful business, being able to give to others, being able to grow other people's lives. So we're going to dig into some of the business side, some of her personal side, um, and just understand how her concept of, of this hierarchy of needs and and how that has been has been passed down through the generations, how that is applicable to finances and to our lives um, in several different areas. Um, we're going to get kind of a high level perspective and then get down into the weeds on how we can make this be evident with our own life and within our finances. So, so excited to have Kayla join me today on the show and share her story, her experiences, what she has gone through, what she has learned, um, how this hierarchy of needs can be so powerful in your financial management. So let's join Kayla on the Heart of Money today as we talk about the hierarchy of financial needs. Miss Kayla, Welcome to the show. I am so glad to have you be my very first guest, like official guest. I had my wife on a few months ago you know, as kind of the trial run, but you are like the first non-related guest of the Heart of Money. So thank you so much for being on the show today. I'm, I'm glad to have you here. I am happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> it's always easy to get like your mom or your wife or sister or something to come in, but... <laughs> Good when you've got a, a real professional. No, exactly there. <laughs> so, so someone who doesn't get to tell me I look pretty every day, no matter what. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I know. I was telling you earlier, just in case this goes to any kind of video, I have the front of my hair done. Uh, yeah, I got my front of my hair done, but the, the back front of, my of hair your hair done. Fixed yet, so you just got to look good from the front. Who cares what's back there if no one's going to see it? <laughs> <laughs> that that is a new I, I i really can't get away with that with having like you know half inch hair it just is what it is all the way around <laughs> <laughs> well i know you're jealous but <laughs> yeah no i'm not really i just my, my wife gets on me all the time she's like you just can get up and be ready in 10 minutes it takes me half an hour and i don't even have my makeup on yet so i uh, I, I know we're just putting it, it's, it's wonderful yeah <laughs> Awesome. Well, hey, I'm just going to jump right into this to make our time the most efficient today. Um, <clears throat> you've got a really interesting presentation that you've done in the past on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And I want to just, I want to talk about that today um, from 
from your standpoint of understanding that format and then you know we're, we're going to fill the fill the holes in with kind of this financial management side because in looking at what the hierarchy does there are so many pieces that i think we can input money and financial management and financial literacy and just all the different elements of that so that's kind of where i want to go today but to start off for folks who have never heard of, of maslow's hierarchy of needs who have no um, knowledge of it whatsoever just give us you know, the basic overview of what that is and kind of how each level affects our life. Yeah, so every single part of our life really does work in levels. And we've all heard of that fight or flight <clears throat> mode, right? When we're feeling overwhelmed, when we're feeling like um, something traumatic is happening or something that is like a trial or something that would really push us outside of our comfort zone. We all have different levels of that. Sometimes we are in sheer survival mode and we just work on the very base of what we can handle. And then as we kind of perfect that a little bit more and get better at doing those, then we can go up in different levels. So all of us as humans, we all have the same needs, but all of us are operating at a different level. So all of us, every single human needs to have, and it, if you could see this, it works in like a pyramid shape. So the bottom of that pyramid, every human, you know, the most we need is that food, water, shelter, right? We all need food, water, and shelter to survive. Then the next level up is order and safety. The next level is belonging or that sense of community or that sense of believing in something bigger than yourself. The next Mm -hmm. level up is some type of success. Like you're doing well at something, you're being successful in something, you're seeing the win. Um, And then the next level is, you know, the highest level. Once you have done well at these other things, when you get into a higher level, you just, without even realizing it, you get into that space of service. You've Mm -hmm. learned from what you've gone through. You've learned through a struggle. And now you want to teach someone else how to overcome that as well. So all of those things are a need. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. we as humans need every level of that in some way. But it's just kind of looking at what level you're on right now. And if you're okay there, or if you want to level up, as they say, and do better yep. in those in those same areas. It's so fascinating how that grows from, you know, you mentioned the basic level all the way up to that high end <clears throat> level of service. And as you're sitting there talking, you know, I, I caught, you know, there's survival, there's success, there's service, there's, there's belonging. Um, I kind of, as we look at the financial elements of this, there's so much correlation, I think, between your basic survival, you know, what you have to have <clears throat> and finances, both from mm-hmm. a just management standpoint of knowing just what the heck is going on to just a survival level. Okay, we need to be able to meet the bare necessities of our food, water, shelter with our money. It's kind of a, a multifaceted approach there. And at each level of that hierarchy, there becomes more focus more intentionality, more understanding, I think, around not only what your money is for, but how you're managing it, how it's affecting your life and what your ultimate goal of it is. Um, 
so it's as I was listening to that, it was just so interesting how all of these different levels played together and could really resonate with probably any area of life. But today, since we're talking about money, that's that's kind of where, where we get to, to hang out. Um, share with me a little bit about how you have seen <clears throat> that, um, we'll call it atmosphere of moving from you know the basic financial um, needs and management to where you know whether it's in your personal life or in your in your business or with some of your clients, where you've seen that understanding and that management approach go from the basic to more of the success, to more of the giving back and kind of how that has affected you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know in my own life, I have experienced this. Like it's it's pretty fascinating to me. One thing with <clears throat> all of these levels in the order that they go in, sometimes they think, okay, if I'm having a problem, a problem with order and safety, then I need to work on order and safety but you actually need to work on the level below that because that's the foundation for that order and safety. So let's Mm -hmm. talk about food, water, shelter with your finances. I remember when I was first newly married and um, just had a couple tiny little kids and my husband had an okay job, but I chose to be a stay at home mom. And so things were pretty tight. (laughs) And so within (laughs) that, we had to put money on credit cards and we had to, you know, everything we did, we even had our tax guy come in and he's like, how are you surviving? (laughs) How are you able to pay all your bills and feed all your children? And we're like, we're not like, we're somehow we're still here. And But we didn't know it was like sheer survival mode. I remember even one time I went to the store in the springtime and, you know, that's rainy season where I live. And Mm -hmm. I bought an umbrella (laughs) and it was $5, (laughs) a $5 umbrella. And I came home from the grocery store. And because that was a purchase that my husband deemed as a frivolous purchase, we didn't need an umbrella. He's bald. He doesn't care if his hair gets wet. (laughs) Um, He made me take that. (laughs) Yeah. He made me take back that umbrella. He made me return it from the store or to the store because we didn't have that $5 in our budget. So that level of food, water, shelter, it's like, whoa. I can't even tell you how hard it was like tiny little farmhouse that eventually like we had four kids all living in this tiny two bedroom apartment or little farmhouse. Oh man. And so there were two bedrooms, right? This is husband Mm -hmm. and wife get one bedroom, four kids get the (laughs) other bedroom, which that other bedroom was also the laundry room. (laughs) So I had... Yeah. All of my kids sharing bunk beds and then like a little, I had a baby. So he was like in the little baby Mm -hmm. uh, pack and play. Didn't even have a crib. Just had a pack and play. You didn't know this about me, did you, Austin? (laughs) I did not. I'm learning so much about you that I love. (laughs) I know the places we've come. Um, Look how far we've come. But 
You know, yes. that I know what it's like to be in survival mode with your money. So mm. getting into that mode of just being able to pay your bills and having more money come in. And um, I'm a coach now and I teach people how to make money in their coaching businesses. But when I started, <laughs> I didn't have money. And I'm like, how am I going to even create a business and coach people like this is when I coached on nutrition. So obviously I learned how to make money first before yeah. I taught other people how to make money. But while <laughs> I was like trying to bootstrap my business and earn that money to be a nutrition coach, we did everything we could to make extra money. We sold a lot of things. Yeah. We um, drove for DoorDash and like delivered food with DoorDash and like the Uber Eats and stuff like that. My husband and yep. I both did that and we'd save all that money and, you know, and eventually we did get to the place where we were able to pay off all of our debt because we didn't overspend even on little things like umbrellas. <laughs> but it, it was, you, it, your hair, took, your hair did stay dry. It didn't that season. Oh, no. <laughs> but I don't know. But it is what it is. Uh, we just wore a lot of ponytails that season. No, but it go. was fine and there it worked go. out. But so, okay. Yeah. So you're in that scarcity mindset with your money. So mm -hmm. if that is scarce, when you go up to the next level of order and safety, I look at the condition that my home was in. My dishes were always mm -hmm. dirty. There were toys all over the floor all the time. I only had at this time when it was like bare minimum money. Um, we only had two kids, but it was mm -hmm. like a bomb went off in my house. So many right? things, so many toys and yeah, just chaos of children. Why do kids need so much? I don't know. <laughs> but then like that food or I wasn't eating well, you know, we mm -hmm. bought like, we ate a lot of $5 pizzas because we could feed the whole entire family with the $5 yep. pizza, you know, yep. um, we ate a lot of dollar chicken nuggets. <laughs> we ate a lot of, yep. you know, junk like that. And so it just, our health wasn't doing very good because we weren't eating very well. And then we didn't feel safe and secure because we didn't have the financial security that we were looking for. So then the next level up is belonging. And when you think of money and belonging, you know, when we were in that time of our lives where we didn't have a lot of money and really just barely scraping by, our friends and family would invite us over for like to watch movies to go to the movie theater and they would invite us to dinner and we didn't know how we were even going to be able to afford that. We didn't even, yeah. we couldn't even afford just like a little movie ticket. And if we went to the movie, you better believe we did not get popcorn. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, Oh, it was just upsell. Awful. So it was a sense of like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we couldn't even afford to do any of that stuff. And, our kids, when they got a little bit older, they're like, please, please, can we just get popcorn? 
But, right. you know, within the belonging, we kind of stopped going and hanging out with other people and being with other people because we just couldn't afford it. And so it put a disconnect between us and our families <laughs> and our friends because they could all afford to do things that we just couldn't do. Um, yeah. The next level up with success, like obviously if you are wanting to be successful, sometimes you really do have to have that money or at least a little bit. This is why what I talked about earlier when my husband and I went and did DoorDash deliveries. We did this because we knew that we needed to have a little bit more money to pay for coaching mm-hmm. or to pay for someone else to do graphics and websites and design stuff that we just didn't have the ability to do. So we knew we needed more money to put into the business. And so you obviously don't feel successful <laughs> in business and in money if you don't yeah. have any. Right. Right. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'm a successful business coach who is poor. <laughs> like, it just doesn't, exactly. doesn't add up. Right. <laughs> um, and then. Yeah. Yeah. And with serving, I think of all the times I wanted to serve other people and I served in my own ways and I would serve with my time and I would help people like clean their houses or I would help people like one time I was talking to a friend just sitting on her couch and she was overwhelmed and there was laundry everywhere. And so I just sat and talked and helped her fold her laundry. You know, that was something that I could do, (laughs) but it was still not really how I wanted to be serving. Like I'm the kind of person that (laughs) wants to go to a restaurant and just give the server a hundred dollar tip just because I can, you know, I want to be able to give back to my community and give back to my church. And, you know, now I actually, I've always given to my church. That's always been something. I always give 10% of income to help those in need. And that's a struggle too, when you are barely scraping by, (laughs) (laughs) but it just all works out. I feel like if you're, if you're giving back somehow, somehow it works out. But, But like, I think of where I am in my life now. So that, yeah, that person was always in scarcity mode, always in, mm-hmm. no, we can't afford that. No, we can't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have enough money for that. And it like put us in this box or in this prison, really, where the joy in our life just wasn't being fulfilled. And sure. I'm not saying that money buys happiness, but <laughs> it definitely <Yes. laughs> can help you reach your dreams a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you were sharing that, I there were so many different pieces that um, just reminded me of that, like the situation, the circumstance that we always find ourselves in. You know, you start out at that at the basic fundamental need of either just taking care for the bare necessities or, you know, even just in your management side. <clears throat> you know, a lot of people that I work with, 
the very basic management is just knowing what the heck you're making and what you're spending and getting a plan for it. We're not even really worried about making the the investments, um, deposits and, you know, saving up to, to buy a house or saving for a vacation. We're just trying to take care of what do we have here and now. And that understanding of money is a very basic understanding. And then not, you know, as your, as your life continues to grow and you experience not only more money opportunity, but more understanding around how to use your money, how to manage your money, then you you fall into those next two categories of that safety, that belonging. You begin to be able to relate to other people in their you know financial standpoint. You find that group of people that supports your um, your financial endeavors and within that same status. So you continue to just evolve with your money to that point of success and service. Um, and, you know, obviously success has you outlined to where you've got the money to go on the trip or to, to upgrade your vehicle or to add on to your house or, you know, just buy nicer clothes, have a nicer, you know, go out to eat once in a while, whatever it is that it, that is that level of success for you, investing more into your retirement, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what's really interesting to me, you know, you mentioned at that service level, um, how you, you know, you had the 10% tithe and I'm, I'm a Christian. I did the same thing with my church giving of, you know, top of 10% of your, of your money, um, to, to that endeavor. And what really, um, what's interesting to me is if you look at that level of format and that hierarchy, once you get to that service, <clears throat> then typically speaking, your financial contribution in that service level aid someone else at their basic level. And the cycle begins over again. And I know there's been a few times where there's been people in our church that are just, you know, maybe they're, they're in between jobs or they just are a single mom or whatever the case is where they have more expenses than money at that moment in time. And my wife and I have been able to say, okay, we've got the extra money. We want to, you know, anonymously <clears throat> give them, you know, a gift to help cover the utilities this month or to help buy some Christmas gifts. If they're a single mom with three kids that just trying to make ends meet. So you come back around and you hit that basic level of financial need and financial management and just keep cycling over and over again. So to me, that is a really cool element of this hierarchy and just the management side that people really don't even think about how your understanding, your knowledge, your relationship, your ability grows and evolves as your money grows and evolves. Um, one of the things that that you mentioned and you kind of highlighted it to it um, today, but you mentioned also in your in your presentation that I heard, and that was the the levels of knowing where your weakness is. You know, knowing, understanding, okay, if I'm not doing well in this area, let's take a step back and figure out why. Um, there's a there's a lot that I want to go into that that we probably don't have time for today. But how do you find that weak point in your hierarchy and then go about fixing it? Okay, so if we think about just life in general and not even focusing on money specifically, because I think those are all connected. So let's think about life. Now, I want you to 
I want you guys to draw a picture of a triangle and really write out this hierarchy that I'm telling you about because it will make more sense if you can see it. So split it into five sections, make it look kind of like the food pyramid. Remember learning about the food pyramid when you were in elementary school? (laughs) So make it look like that. Right. (laughs) Bottom lines. Yeah. Bottom lines, right. Food, water, shelter. Above that, right. Order and safety. Above that, right. Belonging. Above that, success. And above that is serve. And Every single level, what that line is that you've drawn in between those words, that is your foundation, okay? The very base is food, water, shelter, okay? That's bare minimum. Everyone, no matter who they are, if they don't have any of those other things, they always need food, water, and shelter. Otherwise, we cease to exist, right? Above that is order and safety, If you feel like you're not safe and secure, if you feel like you don't have order in your life, if you feel like you have clutter everywhere and chaos everywhere and you're overbuying, see, we'll, we'll hook money into here. If you're buying too many things and you have an overabundance of things to make a wall and a barrier and a protector so that you keep everybody else out then that's a problem. You need to look at, do I have nothing or do I have too many things that are all bogging me down and making me feel just this heavy weight, right? If you're having that problem with the order and safety, you need to look below at what the foundation is and correct the food, water, shelter. So if you're correcting food, water, shelter, you think, all right, how well am I eating? Am I eating fresh fruits and vegetables? Am I um, drinking clean water? Am I drinking water at all? Or am I just drinking soda, right? You try to correct those things that are underneath. Then when those are being corrected, you're going to notice a change in your order and safety. You're going to feel better. Yeah. You're going to notice that you're cleaning up more. You're going to notice that you're starting to not buy so much because you don't feel a need to fill your life with something else, right? Um, If you're having a problem with belonging, I want you to look at your order and safety because if you don't feel safe, then you have the tendency to cut people out of your life. If you cut people out of your life you don't feel like you belong, right? Right. (laughs) If you're having that problem with belonging. Yeah, exactly. If you're having a problem with belonging, look at order. Look at what your home looks like. If you've got things just tucked, like let's say right when you walk into your house, if you have clutter and junk and chaos and just stuff in that very first entryway of your home, I want you to think, am I trying to block people out, block the outside world from coming into my world? Because everything is connected together, right? So if you're blocking those doors that the outside world would be coming in with clutter, 
is that a symbolic way of you're protecting your heart from other people? So if you want to feel like you belong, one of the first things that you can do is actually declutter your entryway and allow that space Hmm. for other people to be able to come into your home and come into your heart. Not everybody knows that those things are connected, but doesn't it make sense? It makes complete sense. And I'm even thinking Um, back to some of the instances where I have experienced that. And, you know, I, I always relate a lot of things back to if, if everything around you is kind of cluttered, it's probably because you are a little bit cluttered, right? And, you know, especially from, from the money standpoint of things, typically speaking, the busier we are, the more cluttered our, our life and our money gets because we have a hard time creating that organization. And hearing you, you know, mention those different levels, I just keep thinking about how every spot just steps back one level at a time to where if you aren't able, to, if you aren't achieving the level of success that that you want, it's probably because you're around the wrong people. It's probably because you aren't around people who are promoting yeah. you, who are, are are driving you in in your career, in your family, in your in your spiritual life, in any area of you that that you're looking at, you know, financially related as well. And just, you know, dropping the level back from that, then, okay, are you, are you secure in your own personal finances or in your own personal elements mm-hmm. with you and, and your spouse? Are you and your spouse together and secure in how you understand each other, and how you relate to each other? Because if you don't get along with each other, you're not going to get along with other people very easily. So it just, it keeps going back mm-hmm. level after level after level. Um, so much application yeah. here that I think it, it it makes me just go crazy because the implications of this are are very, very deep and, and cover all areas of life, I think. Yeah, they really are. Now you mentioned relationships. Here's a fun one. I want you, if anyone here is struggling with their relationships with your spouse, I want you to think about what your bedroom looks like. Now, I know I'm not an organizer. I have a good friend who is, and sometimes I go and help her. Um, And so organization is just always on my brain because I just have a passion for it. But think about your bedroom. Yeah. What does it look like? I used to have, I have a couch in my bedroom and I always did my laundry on my bed, in the bedroom. So then it wasn't Mm -hmm. out into the world, (laughs) right? And it's just, there's, I have four kids. There's always piles of clothes, always, 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 (laughs) um, piles of clothes. (laughs) And then I wasn't making my bed. And then my kids would like, my bedroom was the dumping ground for everybody's stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm noticing this, like, I'm not wanting to be in my bedroom. I'm not feeling good when I'm in my bedroom. My relationship is starting to like, we're arguing more and It's a direct, like, the more stuff that's in your bedroom, it's creating a wall between you and your spouse. Whether or not you created the wall with the stuff or the stuff is creating a wall with you, it kind of goes hand in hand. And it's all just that emotional wall that you're building as you go with all the stuff. So if you're feeling like you're having a struggle getting along with your significant other, 
try, give yourself one week and try to keep your room as clean as possible and make your bed every day and don't have clutter in your bedroom. And I bet you will start to notice the communication between you and your spouse will get better. I believe it. And I think back to, you know, my wife loves to have a clean house, loves to have everything organized, loves to have stuff put away. It it literally makes her go crazy if the house is an absolute mess. And I think a lot of that plays back into your emotional and your mental health. Um, Because like you said, if, if if you are letting everything around you dictate how you feel and how you think, then not only are you succumb to that subconsciously, but you also have control over that. Um, you know, I've always said yeah. that that money and finances are an emotional and personal um, item. I mean, that, that's why we don't talk about it a lot because it's very emotional and it's very personal. But as soon as we acknowledge the fact that our lives are, they're correlated to how we feel about our conditions our environment, our financial situation, and then we take the initiative to take control of that and to change it and to manage it and to modify our environment, our relationships, ourselves to be better, I'm using the word in correlation, then everything begins to improve. So I think that this analogy of your environment is it all plays into that emotion and to that mental and, and sometimes even physical health. You know, if, if there, if we are living in an unhealthy physical environment, um, then that goes an even a level even deeper, but this all ties together so beautifully in my opinion. Um, one of the reasons why I was really excited to talk about this because our lives are dependent upon our needs, emotional, mental, physical, spiritual, relational, they are dependent upon our needs and our needs have different levels. Our finances fall into those exact same levels and impact to some extent, every level, every area. So I really, I really appreciate how you broke that out, gave us just the whole atmospheric uh, analogy of how this hierarchy can affect our everyday life and, and really appreciate you sharing your story. That's it's so encouraging to know that we can go from not even able to afford a five dollar umbrella to, you know, giving and being uh-huh. generous and that whole that whole plan, that whole journey along the way. Um, it is possible for yep. sure. Oh, yeah. So Kayla, thank you so much yeah. Well, for, yeah. for sharing that. Yeah, you're so very welcome. I'm happy to be here and you know, this is great. If we just remember everything is connected, everything is energy. Even Albert Einstein says that everything is energy. And if you ignore the energy of the physical and just the energy of a higher energy and a higher vibration life creates a higher quality of living, then you're really forgetting what's important. And just that core of who we are as people, it's all about being better. It's all about improving. You know, now I am debt free. 
The only thing we have is our house payment and we just bought a brand new house and it's awesome. All my kids have their own bedrooms. We have our own office. <laughs> We've got, you know, like everything we could ever need. <laughs> their laundry room has its own room. <laughs> so sweet. You know, we just need to be a little bit better. Exactly what you said. Just improve a little bit. If you feel like you are so overwhelmed with money, then if you just save your change, <laughs> every time you spend money, put your change in a jar or every time you have mm -hmm. a dollar bill, um, what's his name that does family feud? Uh, uh, Steve Harvey. His name? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Steve Harvey was saying this, like, if you get a dollar bill, anytime you spend cash and you have an extra dollar bill, then you wind it up really small, put a rubber band around it, put it in your sock drawer. Then the next time you have a dollar, <laughs> add to it and keep adding to it and do it for a year. And then you get this bundle of money at the end of the year. And then you'll be amazed at how much money you were able to save, even though you didn't even miss it. You know? Yeah. So Very it's true. just. Very it's true. just little things. Just, yeah, start small. That's all it is. Those tiny little things make up a world of difference. Absolutely. Well, Kayla, where can our listeners uh, connect with you, find out more about you and, and learn from you sometime? Yeah, they can connect with me at my website, kaylamoline.com. It's M-O-L-I-N-E. And... You can find me on Facebook and Instagram as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being my, my first guest on the show and sharing such an incredible story and insightful content. Um, I know I continue to learn from you and I'm sure everyone else is going to have a lot of benefit as well. So, uh, so grateful to have you on today. Wonderful. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Well, folks, what a great conversation uh, with Kayla. If you enjoyed having a, another voice on this show, we're going to be making this a regular occurrence. So please let me know if this is, if this is something that you want to um, hear more about and be a part of. I'm going to start making this probably a monthly occurrence with different guests. I got some guests lined up to be really awesome in their stories and their their insight and their wisdom that they're going to share. So I hope that you enjoyed this conversation with Kayla and embraced the concept of the hierarchy of financial needs and how we can apply this to every area of our life and especially in our finances and how you can grow from that basic survival to being socially um, adept to then having success and being able to serve others and give financially. I think it is so powerful to move through each one of those rungs. And as always, if you need help guiding through each of those positions, um, you know, I'm here to help you with that, to give you the insight and to give you the the direction that you need to, to accomplish that. So feel free to, to connect with Kayla at kaylamoline.com. Um, and if you want to learn more about how you can use these tactics within your financial management, um, then be sure to jump on over to freedommoneycoach.com um, schedule a call to visit on how you can really understand the financial hierarchy in your life. As always, be sure and leave us a ranking and a review. Like us on, on Facebook and, and Instagram. We love having the conversation over there. Folks, thank you again so much for being a part of the show. We'll see you next week.